0: I think it would have been much more beneficial and a huge fundraiser for the AMA if they put the FAA guy in a dunking booth,
1: (laughs) lines wrapped
0: around the block.
1: Welcome to the RC Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the RC Roundtable, where it's T-minus five days to AMA Expo West. For us. For us, yes. (laughs) For those of you listening (laughs) next week, where have you been? (laughs) Yeah, depending on when you listen to it, it could be T-plus five days, T-plus 50. Anyways, I'm Vince Walker, and joining me is Lee Ray. Hello. And Terry Dunn. Howdy. Uh, how you back? Hey guys, uh, I think our last recording was at best, wasn't it? So this is our first well, time. Well, yeah, and that, that was you guys.
0: I, I've i been yeah. a long time out of this thing, so.
1: It's been a while. We're all back together again, again.
2: Yeah. Back
1: in Ooh. the saddle again. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we've, uh, Lee and I have recovered from the, uh, best event, which went pretty nice, I think. Uh, we had some pretty decent weather, not a little warm. Yeah, I've gotten over
2: my Purple Rain story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about the incident. <laughs> the, the, the big R's uh, thunder and lightning. So. Big R's. The <laughs> English you, version. The big R's. The big R's. <laughs> the big R's. Right. Are
2: you
0: going to rebuild?
1: Uh, uh, this is a story to talk about later. Yeah.
0: Well, okay then.
1: All right. Well, we'll talk about that at the appropriate time. Until then, what's uh, what's new this week? What are we going to talk about?
0: Um, there's a new Balsa company that you may not have been aware of, Balsa oh, Kit yeah? Company. That is, yeah, across the pond. It is oh. called the Vintage Model Company. Speaking of ours, <laughs> Wait,
1: <laughs> the, is that their slogan? <laughs> I was alluding to our, our English lingo at the very beginning, so yeah, I, I got the joke, but it was like, where? What? <laughs> yeah, you might want to
0: roll that one back. No. Um, no, but, I'm keeping that one. <laughs> so there's a company over in jolly old England. They're making some small free flight and RC planes that look pretty nice. I have not seen one in the flesh, but I've been following their social media. and They've got some pretty cool looking stuff coming out.
1: Look at that. So this, does this make these little R's? <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're stretching too far. here. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Resist. Your anglophile profanity. <laughs> so, so the reason I am aware of this company is that our good buddy James Holmesley, Holmesley, yeah, formerly dude. or maybe still a flight test. Yeah, I, I guess he's still. He was out.
2: He was out at Edgewater. I saw some uh, video of him flying out at Edgewater recently. So he's still probably in there, but I don't know if they're doing the podcast anymore.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll have to check in on that. But uh, basically, he works for this company, and he's been ah. promoting a lot of their pictures and stuff online, and I believe he's also designing for them. So a lot of new stuff coming out.
1: Yeah, I'm taking a look at their website, and yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's a little 262, uh, a Miles M52. That's not something you see every day. Wait, a 262? I haven't seen that. Yeah, Crosley ME
2: 262
0: Huh. I'm not sure. What's that, that
2: powered by? So I guess I was – I mean, maybe you're going to go into – are you going to talk about the uh, the cub?
0: The cub. Oh. But you're
2: talking about James? I mean, I figured I thought you were going to go full circle there, but
0: – We could, but I don't know much about that cub. Oh. So why don't you take the reins on that one?
2: Oh, well, just they have a little cub, a balsa cub, and they've been flying it over at uh, Edgewater with the little uh, – the, the flight test little cub. So they're talking about you know, maybe doing some joint efforts to give you a choice of either cub, balsa or – test phone
0: it looks so, to be about the same size
2: yeah i think they're working together i think you know james is you know working between vintage model company and flight test to make that available to them so that's, that's cool i mean the cub's a great little plane
1: yeah i
2: was i i mean i was gonna say that you saw me fly the storch at best didn't you uh fits uh
1: yeah, yeah. i believe so
2: i mean i just sat there in a chair it's just such a good flyer it's, yeah. it's like a big cub I mean, that's how it flies. So I I saw some video of the uh, the vintage model company, Cub, and I'm thinking, ah, that might be kind of cool. Nice to see them share and work together. So we were talking about balsa, we're talking about foam, and here you've got an, a venture between both. That's nice. All
0: right, so let's back up a little bit with your storage. As I recall, you had some glue issues. How did you resolve all of that?
2: <laughs> Don't put a storch made with hot glue in the back of a suburban in texas in the summer <laughs> or <you know>. winter no <laughs> summer i'm pretty sure it's, it's been doing pretty good but no all the the hot a lot of the spots hot glue melted in the back of my truck so, so that's that redefined
0: problem. re-kidding
2: <laughs> well, I also didn't like the gear, but that's enough about the storage. I like the storage; it's fun. I'm glad I brought it. It's 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 nice, slow little flyer. It's doing little fun touch and goes. It's it's great for a Sunday flyer. So you know, just saying, their cub probably flies just as good.
0: So, what glue did you use
2: to build the storage? Hot glue. No. I changed it. I changed it to epoxy when <laughs> I okay. had to put stuff back together.
0: Not C or F epoxy, but epoxy.
2: Epoxy, correct. Okay. Well, just, just those, those. I mean, just those major joints. I mean, other than that, the fuselage stayed together, and uh, I did reinforce some joints with blender where they okay. stuck together because it just made a nice seal. And sometimes you get the little paper coming up on the edges. If you've ever worked with flight test foam, you know sometimes when you the way they trim off some of the foam and the paper overlaps the joints you know sometimes it doesn't stay down right so i i would put all the angles down with blender tape but we're getting off topic let's go back to vintage model company i'm sorry i didn't mean to <laughs> take us off track too much
0: well i think that was me okay stop it <laughs> Yeah. so i have not looked into what it would cost to to order one and have it shipped that would be interesting but i wonder if they're collaborating with flight test if that's going to be yes. if they're going to be importers or something
2: yeah, I think that uh, that would be good. Yeah, nice little <laughs> one they, flight test is going to buy a big container. <laughs> <laughs> a very light should... but large container. <laughs> Maybe they'll fly it over, who knows? <laughs> With a drone. Uh, oh... Not this morning. <laughs>
1: anyway, Sorry. So I, I'm looking through their catalog here, and they have quite an extensive list of kits. Uh, most of them seem to be based on classic or old des- uh, plans and designs from ages past. Uh, they even have Control Line, I see, and some really interesting and unusual uh, models. So
0: they have JetX models.
1: Yeah. Yes, I see that.
2: Mm, I can smell it, it now. This?
1: <laughs> you can hear it now. Uh, so, it definitely worth a look. So, a lot of, especially being a, an English company, you see some really unusual British aircraft. Uh, a Gloucester Javelin, I see right here. Or a Vulcan. Uh, a Mysterious. Ooh, the Vulcan. Really neat stuff. Uh, and yeah, some classic designs. Uh, I see Fokkers, uh, MiG-21. Ooh, a V-1. Yeah, I saw that. A little V-1 buzz bomb. Hmm. Tempest. Uh... So, based on the
0: depth of their catalog, I'm guessing they've been around for a while. I just haven't been aware of them. Yeah. Is there a About Us page? Let's see. No, I'm not sure. About Us. Yeah, there it is. I think. Hmm. We don't want to read this. Oh, let's yeah. see, it was formed in 2012. So, yeah, they've been around for a few years anyway.
1: Well, they're saying some of their stuff is made to order. So, I guess you, order, you place your order and it'll cut it out and ship it to you. I guess
0: that's the, one of the beauties of laser cutting. You just load the file, cut a kit and yeah. ship it out. I'm making it sound much easier than it probably is, but, um,
2: <laughs> they're
1: rolling their eyes right now. Yeah, They're like, no, that's not how you do it. Well, I imagine some have, they have some vacuum form parts maybe for some of the things. Uh, so we're definitely worth checking out lots and lots of free flight. Uh, I guess stuff that's uh, suitable for RC conversion control line. Uh, very nice looking uh was it sc5 on the front page yep that yeah, looks like rc yeah i see electric motor and stuff in it so yeah uh diesel is that a diesel engine that's interesting Do they have diesel engine part at also would uh so yeah definitely check them out a lot of neat stuff i'm gonna have to take some time to take a look through their extensive list of stuff authentic resin interesting so, the uh, Vintage so nice. Model Company. Yeah, check them out. VintageModelCompany.com, all one word.
0: So, speaking of balsa, I've heard rumors that there's about to be a price spike because of some shortage, or like that the turbine industry is using all the balsa to fill the blades.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think we would have already seen that, where all the turbines have been produced. I'm skeptical. Yeah. If anything, Indeed. I think turbine production is probably down, not up, but I'm just guessing
0: it must be a scheme by the kit manufacturers to drive up balsa prices
1: (laughs) joe (laughs) yeah yeah, we're not out of balsa that's the ticket actually i think
2: i think joe had uh, responded to some i think i saw that rumor on facebook and i think joe responded to someone that that there was already a price hike many years ago and i you know i don't think it was realistic today it's Uh, somewhat stable but speaking of, you know, uh, Balsa hike, I think we talked about it. I don't know if we was in our in our podcast, Fitz, but maybe we was just talking to Tom Blakeney about a store in Dallas that closed down. And they had yeah. piles and piles of Balsa. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, they were off to go buy the Balsa. And by the time they get there, some guy bought the entire stash. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some guy's currently hoarding <laughs> Balsa and driving the price up. I saw a
0: post on Facebook from the person who had bought it. I don't. I don't remember names or anything, but their intent was to resell it.
2: I oh believe. yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> so. Hey, ps, buddy, you want some balsa? <laughs> Fine, green.
1: <laughs> friends don't let friends buy balsa.
2: <laughs> we gotta. We gotta stop Thayer from going to the back alleys and buying balsa. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. So,
0: is there any new stuff? Other new stuff we want to talk about?
1: Uh, did you see? Horizon teased something that we should be able to see end of this week. Teased? Yeah.
2: Tell us more. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Uh no. a new I usually catch
0: those.
2: A new uh, edf? Ooh. A new
1: Edif.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm somewhat enthralled.
1: Uh, Maybe I'll
2: just I'll just stay, you know, surprised and wait till I see it on the on Friday.
1: Yeah, you wanna be surprised? Yeah, I think Is I'll that wait. when they release? Okay.
2: Oh yeah, I guess. That's
1: yeah, they'll probably they have it there. They're teasing Ooh. a new release for an EDF. Uh, just what, say that What has, color is it? Just tell me what color it is. Um, uh, white and blue. Wow, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got t- it's a twin. Hmm. Yes. What does it run on? Um. Hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it six plus s or less than that? Uh, insufficient data to formulate a okay, reply.
2: So let's just wait. So we'll we'll uh, actually share the news uh, upon arrival.
1: Yeah.
2: Arrival where, At some event we're going to this week, or for some of users who are late listening, last week. Are you walking there? <laughs> um, I'm walking. No. <laughs> am, I, am I releasing the news? Well, people should know this already. We've been announcing it all the time. But we will be at the AMA Expo West this it's e- week. five days.
0: Is that well, this week?
2: That is this week. We oh, are packing. Crap. I don't know what I'm, I'm packing my big gray suitcase again. See if we can put another <laughs> Haboo in there. Right. <laughs> or, yeah, or it's any, not or, what you or take this, there, or, it's what you bring back. Or this secret twin EDF that we, you know, grab off the table at Horizon Hobby and run out the door. Right. <laughs> I have this big, I don't know if we, I don't think we showed a photo of it, but now I, I, I'm inspired to do that for this uh, trip this weekend, but I have this huge carry, not, excuse me, huge rolling gray Samsonite suitcase I bought from my family when we went to Hawaii. And it's, it's huge, but it just fits. I think my wife actually packed it at 49 and a half pounds on our trip. To, <laughs> but it was perfect for our trip to the AMA Expo East and we got a lot of stuff in there. So mm. I'm bringing an empty case with me again to see what kind of goodies we can bring back. All right. this is squeeze show.
1: a quarter scale aircraft in it this time.
2: So basically our my shipping costs are 30 bucks, right? <laughs> Cause oh, not, yeah. or 60 bucks because it's 30 bucks each way. so I don't know, we'll see but uh, so we'll see what we can uh, put in there and, and bring back. but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the show and uh, I'll actually show up Thursday excuse me i get there a little i mean i'll be there late thursday but maybe help put flyers in bags and stuff to help out the ama staff and get a good glimpse of the layout i've never been here before so i'm looking forward to it and then my buddies show up uh, friday afternoon
0: yeah it sounds like i'm gonna get off the airplane and pretty much go straight to the stage on friday Here's (laughs)
2: Terry. (laughs) I just flew in from New York, and boy, my arm's tired. (laughs)
0: Darn it, I was going to use that joke. So remind me where this thing is. It's uh, Pomona. I keep wanting to say Ontario because that's where it's been before, but this year's in Pomona, right?
2: Well, we're flying into Ontario, but yeah, I think Pomona is correct. And and you know what? Quite frankly, I don't even remember the name of the facility. I'm just hoping I find a, a driver to take me there and drop me off
0: the super happy fun time emporium.
2: I might as well just get a cot and sleep there. I mean, I don't think we're going to be doing anything else but hanging out at the uh, at the conference center.
0: This is going to be one of those weekends that is gone in the blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. So, which tends to be most weekends that we get together.
2: So, well, we'll be reporting live from the show. I'll have I'm bringing a well, I don't know if it's exciting or not, but I, someone had commented my my shaky cam footage on my last Facebook Live. So I, I kind of got upset and sad and <laughs> depressed, and I, I sat in the corner for hours on end. But uh, I picked up a little gimbal for my smartphone and also some adapters for my lapel mic. And I will hopefully have a much steadier and pretty you know Facebook Live camera feed for everyone while we are there. I will be there with my gimbal. I will let. Uh, I will gladly let Fitz handle the gimbal and the microphone and do his walkthroughs. I think he's a little bit more clever with his dialogue <laughs> when he walks down the line. That's the word I would use. <laughs> yeah,
0: clever. Uh,
2: we'll go with that. Well, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. I I I have been screwing up uh, the names of aircraft or the lettering and you guys catching me on it, so <laughs> it's a little bit better of identifying a plane. Of course, what we really need is to have Tom Blakeney come with us oh, you know, yeah. just, and just be his video crew and have him just point out everything. To us. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we'll, he'll stop at one plane. We'll be there for an hour as he describes every detail of the aircraft. I had two of these.
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, he was, um, at best, he was, he was showing me some pictures. He was in Japan i believe yeah it was in japan uh for some conference or something and some little town out in the middle of nowhere somewhere he found a hobby store he walked in and he said this hobby store was just awesome because it had all kinds of weird and odd and old stuff and he showed me some pictures I'm like oh yeah stuff from, from the past things i had seen in a long time things i'd never seen And he's like oh yeah this was made back in this and that and, and i haven't seen one of these in years you know what? That's it.
2: we are so off topic again, yeah, but I like this story. I'm going to talk to Tom. We should have like a little raffle to you know spend a day with Tom Blakeney at a local hobby shop. <laughs> have him tell you every detail about all the planes that are hanging from the ceiling. You know, you could learn a plethora from Tom Blakeney. That'd be uh, awesome. Dinner with Tom. There we dinner go. Tom. <laughs> dinner dinner in a flight with Tom Blakeney. We'll have to call him on that one.
0: Okay, I'm going to lasso you boys back in. Let's talk about the expo. Yay! I think much like our show, we don't have uh, very solid plans for what we're going to do, although we have some checkpoints along the way. As I mentioned, we are going to be on the main stage Friday. Was that 2 o'clock? Friday at 2. Okay, so we're going to, with Matt Ruddick from the AMA, we're going to be there talking about various things for a while, and are we doing meet and greet time Friday? I keep asking questions, so Lee, you know more about it than I do. Why don't you go through our schedule?
2: Here is the schedule I have right now. Friday will be on the main stage from two to three thirty, and we are hoping we'll put it out this week. We're hoping to set up a four to four thirty meet and greet afterwards at our booth, which is within the AMA section.
0: Hope so, floats, Lee. What's pending on that?
2: Uh, what for me posting it?
0: Well, no, you said you. We're hoping to set that up. Is there something
2: standing in our way? It's me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Terry. You just wanted me to admit admit my failures. I got you. I got you. Well, no,
0: I was trying to understand because I'm like, well, it's so hard about going to our booth.
2: well nothing it's just me letting people know that that's where we'll be so i have oh, to set okay. up our schedule uh no so we'll uh, ho- i don't even know we don't know where our booth is yet as we as terry said we we're going to show up and they'll hopefully have a space for us we have a banner we'll be bringing we'll bring some cards and a bowl of candy maybe what do you think <laughs> butterscotch <Bowl> of- <laughs> go for the old folk <laughs> is it the liver candies the <laughs> uh, a bowl of those unwrapped <laughs> uh, so Friday, four to four thirty, we'll do a meet and greet at our booth. Saturday, we'll do another meet and greet at our booth from ten thirty to eleven, and then one later in the afternoon at three o'clock. So hopefully, this is where the three of us we're going to be spread. We'll be spreading ourselves out during the show, meeting with other people, doing uh, some video interviews, uh, shooting. Fitz will do a lot of those. And also, we are hopefully flying outside at the same time. So this will give us an opportunity to get back together and and chat with you guys, see if you have any questions or or comments. And then on Sunday, uh, I think it opens up at 11 on Sunday. We're going to do a one o'clock meet and greet back at our booth.
0: We're also on the stage again Sunday.
2: I think I was going to say, I think Sunday are we is the stage first thing in the morning or later? I I believe it's first thing. So that'd be 11 o'clock. Yes okay and that'd be great because i think a lot of people will be showing up to see what's left yes see which vendors are just putting things out at half price
0: and because we are flying in and we don't have much room for things i don't believe that any of us are actually bringing airplanes or radios
2: yeah i got i got talked out of that so hopefully we'll find some buddies out there with some planes we can borrow
0: yeah we're having a special offer we will fly your airplane for free for, for free? Expo.
2: For free. Wow, that's but it's a, a limited deal. time offer. Yeah. It's only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
0: Act now and you'll get two for one. You'd be crazy
1: not <laughs> to take up that deal. So, uh,
2: yeah, if you see us standing
0: around the flight line looking you know, sad and lonely, offer a transmitter. We'll try not to crash your airplane.
1: <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> but right. I think
0: our goal basically is to do all the things... Meet all the people. Broadcast quite a bit, right? Am I missing oh, yeah. anything?
2: Taking lots of pictures. I mean, I'm hope I probably will not bring my camera, uh, just because my shoulder still hurts, but I I think I'll have no problems with the, the smartphone, <clears throat> you know, taking photos and uh, doing some video. Um, so... I'm sorry I won't be able to do a lot of a lot of photos from like outside. I'd love to be doing that. I think that'd be great, but I'd probably spend all my entire time outside because that's what I like to do. And I need to um, need to make sure we have a show. <laughs> we're, <laughs> right. we're giving you guys information. So you know we're we're hoping this time I mean, no, now that we've had our experience together at a show and, and getting to know people and, and vendors at the AXB at the AMA Expo East, we'll um, spend a little bit more time at each vendor's station and, and the swap meet, of course, because, you know, I want to see what uh Fitz has his eye on this time. <laughs> when Fitz starts rubbing his face going, can I fit that in Lee's suitcase?
0: You know, as you mentioned that, I wonder if there's any sort of fundamental differences in what you find at a swap meet in California versus the East Coast. Oh,
2: hmm. uh, well, we'll uh, find know. out. We'll find out.
1: Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't know if there's any culture differences or. Whatnot. Or
0: maybe just climate difference, that because mm. there's year-round...
1: I, I don't know, I'm just... Yeah, year-round flying. Huh. Uh, yeah,
2: when, and what do I have to wear? <laughs> What's the weather going to be like out there? I mean, right now, I feel like I need to be wearing a fireman's outfit.
1: No, it's nice out there. It's always nice. Even when it's not nice, it's nice.
2: No, I'm talking about the fires.
1: Oh, oh, that's... Uh, I saw that. I was curious about that, too. That's pretty far to the north of San Francisco, so... Uh, shouldn't be an issue for where we are. Yeah, we're going, going to, to be in indebted. SoCal. Yeah, we're in SoCal. That's in what Central Cal, Cal?
2: Yeah, there's one it's fire done down there, but it's been it's been going for a while, so it's probably contained by now. But no, oh, the fires. I know, but I'm saying there's you can oh, have no fires anywhere. To, fits.
1: I was responding to Terry when I said oh. NorCal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, usually, not much happens in LA other than earthquakes. <laughs> well, I reached out
2: to Tony Accurso no. told him, hey, we'd like to see you. He's going to try to catch up with us. So oh, great. I'll send him my cell phone number and see if he can text me if he's going to come out and visit with us. I'd like to
1: chat with him again. He seems to be pretty busy lately, all kinds of events he's been going to. Good for him. You see that? He was at some Free Flight 1, then he went to some other event, then he was at uh, Small Steps.
2: Yeah, he's And I've been,
1: he's been building a lot
2: of stuff, too, so I've been following his... Uh, his little personal thread. I have to ask him, has he
1: just gone into semi-retirement? Hasn't told anybody?
2: <laughs> well, his daughter's gone now. She's, you know, moved up into uh, medical. Is that right? Is she doing... Uh, no, she med- went to Embry-Riddle. Yeah, Maybe you've I've heard been, of it. She's going to embry Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that Embry-Riddle. <laughs> Embry-Riddle. <laughs> What's that? <laughs>
0: so, uh, with any luck, we'll run into some of our other former guests, such as Chris Wolfe and Dan Craig at yeah. the Expo. I have reached out to them. They both said they're going to be there. Oh, great. So. Fantastic! Yeah, our like friends an, with the MA Yeah, we'll see you unless I see you first. Something, however, that goes. Yeah, we'll see you
2: All right. I heard rumors we might have our own golf cart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking
2: I might stop at the dollar store on Thursday and grab as much paraphernalia I can to decorate our cart and really stand out. Sticker.
1: <laughs> Could put a little police
2: light on the top. Get some balloons, <laughs> roll some tin cans in the back, <laughs> a, a cow, cow catcher on the front. That was a big Texas For the wildest looking golf cart, I'm going to decorate ours. <laughs> How about those big,
1: big uh, bull horns they put on the front of Cadillacs in every well, I don't want, TV movie uh, on I Texas? Go.
2: I mean, it's got to be semi-tasteful. <laughs> I don't want to be you know, kicked out the first day we're there. <laughs> It'll be glorious. I just want to be kicked out after the FAA meeting. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> then I'm good. <laughs>
1: after. You mean during? Uh,
2: no, because I'm going to end it. <laughs> <laughs> get <laughs> We're done here.
0: <laughs> See, I think they're going about that all wrong. They've got, when is the FAA meeting?
2: Well, no, I, uh, that should be separate from the AMA meeting. I think we'll, uh, we'll interrogate the FAA guy separately.
0: Uh, Well, my point was, I think it would have been much more beneficial and a huge fundraiser for the AMA if they put the FAA guy in a dunking booth. (laughs) (laughs) Lines wrapped around the block. A dollar a ball.
1: A dollar a ball. That's funny because use paper airplanes. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm proud of you, Terry. That's something I expect I would say or suggest.
0: (laughs) But uh, I... I kid. We will be civil and we will...
2: Oh, of course.
0: Listen to what they say.
2: Yeah. We, we yeah. meaning two out of the three RC Roundtable files. Right. Posts. We
0: will be civil while we hold you down yeah. and duct tape your mouth shut.
2: <coughs> they have a job to do. Hey, Lee, there's a... They've got a P-38 outside. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, we've got 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: no, actually, I'm interested to, to hear their perspective on this because... From what we read, it all sounds very antagonistic and without thought. So, as I've said all along, it seems like what the FA is doing is just taking the path of least resistance, and and we're in the way. So, I would like to hear something that doesn't justify those feelings. I yeah. Guess we'll find out.
1: Maybe we can offer him a cupcake first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, in joke. Yeah. We'll have to explain that Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Stand by for our next show where we explain that. So yeah.
2: those of you who have gotten this far on the podcast, the, the key word of the show is cupcake. <laughs> cupcake. If you can remember the key word cupcake and, and approach Lee at the AMA Expo West, he will finish the rest of the story yeah yes there you go that's our safe word (laughs) yes no that is a completely an unsafe word (laughs) that is like that is like the hypnotic word that will make lee go into a rage yes so if you see
1: lee at the show ask him about cupcakes
2: yeah, if you, if you say the word, hey bleeps, cupcake, <laughs> <laughs> turn into the Incredible Hulk. Is like the Pee Wee
1: Herman show, where the word for the day is.
2: Yes, that's exactly, <laughs> right. except, except there's usually no blood and, and body parts flinging in the Pee Wee Herman <laughs> show. Yes.
0: Yes, there's, a, right.
2: there's a cupcake story that I will, will talk about, not on this episode, but either at the expo or our follow-up show.
0: Okay, so we have covered several topics with no clear delineation between them. So, and your problem let's, is, well, it's par for the course. So let's summarize a little bit. We're going to the AMA Expo. We're going to, all three of us are going to be there. And what are the dates on that? November first through third. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so very soon, within a week. Um, the FAA is doing stuff they said they weren't going to do that we're going to talk about with them there and I got, everybody should be aware of this by now with the 400 foot restrictions go to the ama's webpage and find out where you can get information so you can contact your congressman your senator or, or woman i'm not judging here um and help fight against this because it is in direct opposition to promises the faa has made in the past and it would be certainly a detriment to our hobby
2: did yeah. i get that rightly that is absolutely correct okay and there's, there's a lot more, unfortunately, that, you know, that, we're, that are being covered because we're all focused on the 400-foot rule. There's a lot more that's being, um, that's I want to say, shutting us down. But uh, I think you said it best um, when you were talking about the uh, le- path of least resistance. I think that was a perfect example. We we're just in their way, and, you know, we're talking about cupcakes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I've been
0: that saying just, that for years that, yeah. there are certainly ways that we could manage all this so that all the parties could play on the same playground happily but it takes a lot of work and probably a lot of money and they're like well it'd be a lot easier if we just got rid of these RC guys so let's do that but not all at once let's take away a little piece at a time so so they don't realize what's happening and then soon enough they'll quit at least that's my 10,000 foot view of the situation
2: or at least you know a thousand foot right yeah well, 400 foot. Yeah, my
0: 400 foot view because i can't go above 400 feet.
2: well i know it was like but i'm hoping a <laughs> thousand yeah.
1: well on that tower note at least we're look really looking forward to uh attending the ama expo there should be lots of nice eye candy there and people to see things to do
0: are you talking about models
1: uh
0: as eye candy
1: uh um
2: Yeah. P-38. Yeah.
1: Or me. (laughs) Hey, it's L.A. There's
2: lots of eye candy out there. I'm I'm not planning on going anywhere in that area. I'm planning to stay at the expo.
0: Hey, we can talk about that because I was really hoping I could tack an extra day on either side so that we could venture out to the Plains of Fame Museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks like that's going to be for next time, though. So it looks like there's a whole lot of cool aviation-themed activities to do there that we're just going to have to shelf for another time.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's some. There's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, yes, uh, the, the planes of Fame Museum. Uh, also, I understand at Edwards Air Force Base, they've moved all their museum outside the gate, so it was so it was accessible by uh, the public, and that would have been neat to drive out there as well to see, even though it's a little further uh. away, but. I'm sure that would be worth it. But it's not that far. Maybe an hour drive, I remember correctly. An hour, hour and a half. So, so yeah, that would have been neat. To see. And you could go swing by scale composites, too, while you're out there, which is not that far away. <laughs> hey, hey, Terry, have you seen Fitz? <laughs> <laughs> see you, sucker. Hey, Fitz, where are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see him on Facebook Live going, here I am at Edwards Air Force Base. <laughs>
1: yeah you'll
0: need the gimbal to keep it steady as you're running from security
1: (laughs) yeah there's definitely some places out there you don't want to do any photography but uh, anyways
0: so bottom line if you see us at the expo stop say hi get a sticker we'll be happy to to respond in kind
1: Okay, on that note, speaking of next, uh, uh, while we decide what we're going to do next, let's have a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, Terry, I understand you have a new toy.
0: I do, and it's one that we've talked about on here before, and it's unique is that the word i want to use okay i'll stick with unique it is or
1: supercalifragilisticexpialidocious nope not that
0: i think we might have used that word when we talked about it a face only a mother could love and And i'm sticking with that because i like ugly airplanes too and this is the FV thirty one cipher from Flex Innovations.
1: You just call somebody's baby ugly. <laughs>
0: it's my airplane. <laughs> okay, I didn't design it, but <laughs> see, I wouldn't call the Parallax nice looking. That's an ugly airplane, but it's, it's just... ugly airplanes have charm. Okay, and so. What is that? How well, you, I don't uh, think
2: I don't think their marketing is. Our plane might look ugly, but it flies.
0: Right, it's <laughs> how you would describe a blind date to somebody. It's got a great personality. So this airplane has a great
2: personality. <laughs> you should see the tail on this thing. <laughs> oh, oh, hey!
0: Oh. you guys just keep digging, don't
1: you? I know, right? Let's,
0: let's move forward here. So for those of you who don't remember, the Cypher is a VTOL airplane, vertical takeoff and landing. And it's unique in that it's got four different ducted fans, two in the front, two in the back. And the two in the front are vertically oriented and the two in the back rotate to be vertical or horizontal or halfway in between at a 45 degree angle. And you can there's three flight modes, basically. You can make it fly like a quadcopter where all four fans are horizontal and kind of hover around or you can tilt those back motors 45 degrees and it's kind of the same thing but you get a much faster forward motion with it or you can tilt the back fans completely horizontal and or i guess i would say vertical uh, and then fly it like a normal airplane and you are able to transition between those three flight modes in flight
2: Oh, and speaking of transition, because I was—I I didn't mean to trash it badly. I mean, it just looked weird, especially when it was on the runway when I was walking up to see Tom fly is. But he did say it transitioned very well. What was your experience?
0: Oh, same thing. Um, and basically the transition is hands off. You just have to make sure you've got enough throttle in there that as it goes through that hovering to forward flight transition, you've got enough power in there to to be ready for it and in my experience so far it doesn't lose a whole lot of altitude in doing that although the instructions tell you that that could happen if you're not ready for it but no it's uh basically you flip the switch and watch it go and then you just start flying it in whatever mode you switched it to now
1: Mm -hmm. if i recall you can take off and land either in airplane mode or any of the three modes really right yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and even with the rear fans in the 45 degree mode it's pretty much a a vertical takeoff. There's no rolling required. It just goes. Mm. But rather than going straight up, it goes and is immediately flying forward.
2: Okay, odd question. I'm not sure if this was what I mentioned before when we first talked about it, but the landing gear is fixed. Do you have it on or did you remove it?
0: I, I have it on, and I'm trying to think of a practical way to fly with it off. You would have to have some sort of landing pad or something because the fans would be right at ground level. Yeah. We're damaging
1: the fans. Well, I'm
2: looking at, well, I mean, yeah, but I see on the underneath on one of the photos here, there's a, uh, a down fin or what? I don't know what you call that. A ventral fin. Okay. I mean, could you put some skid material on there so you don't have the actual gear sticking out? Maybe put some kind of supports that would keep it off the ground a little bit. I don't know. Just, I mean the, the gear with the gear down, I think that's, you don't know. I'll be
0: honest. Um, the when you watch this thing fly, you're just kind of mesmerized by the things that it's doing, and I haven't really noticed that the fixed landing gear is a visual distraction. Maybe as I get more used to it and you know, to get refined with the controls, I'll I'll wish that they would tuck up in there. But no, nah, it's hasn't been an issue for me. And I was even concerned about sucking junk into the fans with the landing gear on so i'm not sure that making it even lower would be a good move and when you tilt those back fans the the bottom part of the fan actually goes below the wing so yeah i think that would be asking for trouble and i've been flying it off of a grass field
1: Hmm.
0: yeah so anyway it's fun and you know, there's a lot of differences than a normal airplane because when you're setting it up, most of my time spent getting from the box to the field was with a USB cable connected to a computer to get the, the flight controller programmed and set up. And not that it was particularly hard, but you know, that's a significant portion of the effort that's required because just putting the airframe together is a matter of a couple screws and some carbon rods and stuff. So, yeah, if you've never programmed a flight controller on a quadcopter it might be a little bit intimidating at first but you know it it does what it says it does there weren't really any twists and turns there
1: so there was some setup needed right out of the box it wasn't quite ready to go
0: well you don't have to you can only use s bus type receivers so uh, there's that right away so I, i actually didn't have a receiver that would work i had to go by the Spectrum version, which is fine. The, the good news is that Spectrum receiver that they call is the Optimum one is only a $40 receiver. Hmm. And it plugs right in, and it's nice and tiny, and again, the setup worked great. And it has telemetry options, and if you want to activate those tele- telemetry options, then yes, you do have to go into the flight controller setup and and flip a couple switches. But from what I understand, if you don't intend to use telemetry, it's pretty much a plug and play with the spectrum receiver. But then again if you want to use one of the Futabas or an FR Sky or some other brand, you're probably going to have to go in and and fiddle with some things to to get it all aligned because how each of the radio systems modulate the signal between the different axes of control is is different. So you just make sure that it recognizes that. So, um Again, it, it, nothing terribly difficult, but it could be new for a lot of people. In general, the flying qualities are, are very good. It's um, it's quite sensitive, which I was surprised. Um, well, I should say it's sensitive in the multi-rotor mode. And uh, in airplane mode, also sensitive, but in a different way. So there's a little bit of, at least for me, getting used to it now i've watched videos of the guys from flex innovations flying it and they've got some stuff figured out where they're switching the flight modes while they fly to do different aerobatics i'm not there yet i'm kind of i fly around in one mode then i transition and i fly around in that mode um i'm hoping where i get comfortable enough with the the different nuances to be able to do that but so far i'm not
1: there is it fairly aerobatic in uh, airplane mode
0: fairly yes and you never get to a point where you're flying without the gyros. You're because of that flight controller, you're always uh-huh. tethered to that in some way. But it is, you know, pretty loose for the airplane mode. So like a flying wing, what you would expect. Nice fast rolls and loops and stuff. So and hmm. good inverted flight. So yeah, well, no
2: I saw the video of their flat spin.
0: Oh, it does flat spins? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'll have to go look at that. I haven't tried that yet. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it seems like it would do that, especially if you get it in some mode where the front fans are on. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to give that a go. What
1: was your goal for today? But center.
0: for me, I, it's very interesting to kind of learn how this thing works and to think of unique things that it would do. So I've been having fun with it. And I tell you what, when you fire that thing up at the field, people come and check it out. <clears throat> It makes a pretty good amount of noise. The only bad thing I've noticed so far is that it, it's a pretty good amp hog. So it's the flight times are short. I've been comfortable with between three and four minutes on the, I think it's a 3,500 milliamp hour battery that it's designed for. And I also flew it with a 2,100, and I puffed that sucker up. So, so I should not have done that. I think it calls for up to 2100s or 2200s i should say down to those but it would have to be a pretty high c rating to handle the mm-hmm. the current on this one so anyway it's a work in progress it's going to be a review when i'm done with it and uh, pretty interesting so far Neat. and the good news if the good news is if it starts snowing before i'm done with it i i don't have to worry about it because i don't need a runway
1: <laughs> yeah yeah there you go.
0: So that is what's on my workbench. How about you, Lee?
2: Me? Not much. I was just going to mention that I put lights on my Tugster. I had already installed a, or converted a Harbor Freight little flashlight, a little Palm flashlight to sit in the cabin so I could plug in a battery and then light up the cabin with the windows. That worked out real good, and I just ordered my LED lights for the nav lights, and I've got them all wired in, so that's going to be fun. And I also picked up a one-tenth scale uh, headlight for, like, cars, little floodlight system. It's a rack of three LEDs that you just screw on, so that was actually really easy to put on, and for fun, I had sitting in my collection a Hobby King receiver switch what? that you can Hobby King. Hobby Are King.
0: They, huh, I haven't heard
2: of them, but go ahead. <laughs> you you said cupcake. I said Hobby King. What's what's Fitz's, what's Fitz's trigger word? Voyager's better. <laughs> uh, but it's a neat little uh, receiver switch that run can run up to 10 amps. I'm not even pulling, shoot, I don't even know, 0. 0.2 amps on that light. But it's neat to have that little floodlight on and be able to switch it on with the little tactic transmitter I've got. <clears throat> It's actually so bright, I I had to put a switch on because when I first ran it in the in the pod, excuse me the pool and it got looking right at me. I was like, God, I can't I can't see my boat. So you know, I thought. Tuxter still
0: bright. You got to wear shades.
2: <laughs> exactly. And but for those th-
0: who don't know, the tugster is a tugboat, not an airplane.
2: The Zipkits Tugster. Yep.
0: Yeah. You mentioned putting it in your pool. I'm like, huh.
2: We should clarify. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's got four EDF fans. <laughs> <laughs> it hovers. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> the main about. reason I did that is uh, our fin- friend Phil Rehnquist, uh who lives in Bridgeland, who uh, attends a lot of the boating events, and Fitz, you know him, he has, or at least Bridgeland has this Friday Night Bites they do. I think it's every two or three weeks out there. And it's a lot of fun. They have this big field. They have kids come out and food trucks. And he and a couple of guys, uh, there's a little I don't know, pond or whatever. And uh, we actually went out one time and, and took the tugster in one of Ryan's boats to just have fun. And Phil's really nice. He has a couple of boats that he lets kids tug around out there. So, anyway, it was, he just said you need, You want to get a boat with lights on it, and I, I think it's great, because it's a lot of fun, just very relaxing, so another way to enjoy the tugboat even more, and is hopefully it, I'll get...
0: Is it pretty easy to see orientation? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 especially, well, and the way the deck is, the, the cabin, excuse me, it's got a, like a forward lean, so you know which direction it's going, but now with the nav lights, it'll be way easier, so hopefully I'll get Fitz out there soon, have him strap some lights onto a, a little boat. Or just light up his, uh, his submarine. <laughs> we just see it going underwater. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, oh, sorry. I,
0: well, go ahead and finish your spiel and then remind me that I have a question for you. Go.
2: You have a question for me.
0: Okay. At some point you had talked about FPV on the Tugster for recovering disabled models. Did I ask you about that before? Because if I did, I don't remember your answer.
2: You did and the answer is yes and it's that I built this version of the texture with a removable lid on the cabin.
0: All right. Okay. No-
2: normally you just build the whole thing intact and you just leave it be, but I have the lid so it can come off and I can turn the lights on inside. So I can make another lid with all the FPV gear in it and put all the battery and stuff underneath. So the answer is yes, I haven't done it yet. Uh, oh, okay. my F, all my FPV stuff was into that F 18. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yes, I, I will certainly do that and, uh, it'll be fun. So I'll, I'll follow up with you on that.
0: Okay. And do you think the FPV will work at night?
2: Uh, with this light, you bet. <laughs> in fact, that's probably the only way I'll be able to look at the boat as be, as be in the cabin looking forward. It's <laughs> too hard to look at directly. <laughs> exactly. For a welder's um, mask. God, there you go. So uh, that's the tugster. Just got lights on it, so I'll 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 report back when I have some photos. I wanted to pleasantly, um, I don't know, pat myself on the back about a video I have out there on YouTube that's through my Radiation channel. And I don't know if I brought it up on RC Roundtable, but uh, I have this video of the B two that flew at Warbirds. Uh, Fitz, were you there? Were you at the event? No. When the guy flew the B <clears> two?
1: <throat> no, I wasn't. I missed it.
2: It's this huge, I mean, what, 110 plus? I don't know. I don't know the specs. In fact, I guess I could pull up the video because I think he gave me the specs and I posted them. But there's this company that makes a composite B2 video that runs out of two turbines. It's pretty dang amazing. And I don't I think know. It's
0: Composite ARF, right?
2: Yeah. CARF models? Oh, I didn't know sure. that. I thought it
1: was scratch built. Interesting.
2: No, no, no. In fact, it's funny because I see lots of videos out there of this plane. And I mean, I think my video is good, but. You know, I think there's some others that are better. There's other companies that are dedicated to aviation videos. But I digress. I, I don't know what happened, but someone got a hold of my B2 video, and it went, uh, it went viral. So <laughs> I was just pointing that out. That It's, it's got 172,000 views now. Wow. <laughs> it's, hmm. and, it's, and I just mentioned this because it surpassed my number one popular video, which was Mike Label's uh, maiden flight of his B24.
0: Yeah, That's been out there for a while, too.
2: Yeah, so he has 164,000 views, and that's, you know, that was a great flight. That was fun all around because we were all there and had a great time. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so it's out there, and I I wonder how far it'll go, so time will tell.
0: So you don't know who your benefactor
2: is on this. I don't, and I actually put it out there, and people have said all it says is, you liked this video, you might also like this one.
0: Maybe you just put the right metadata in there, the right hashtag.
1: Watch this video. You got selected by YouTube's algorithm. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I typed in hashtag Taylor What do you think?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Fallon mentioned it on the show, and get the boost.
2: I don't know, but it was it was kind of cool. It was a a good feeling. Uh, So that was that. But I'm going to touch on a question you guys asked. That's for my final uh, workbench stuff. Is the the big arse thunder and lightning? It is in a ziploc. (laughs) Right now, a big ziploc. Well, it's in a large, it's just a gallon size Ziploc, all the uh, electronics. Oh, okay. Fitz, <laughs> Fitz took the motor. I'd, what? I'd guarantee that motor is not going to be put to use.
0: Oh, did it kill it?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing a year from now, next best, It's. I'm going to ask Fitz, where's that motor that you got from the big RS Thunderlining? He goes, oh, it's still in my drawer.
0: Well, it sat <laughs> in my drawer for several years
2: yeah but it probably turned freely <laughs> yeah. when it was in your drawer do you, uh, do you have so, the
1: technical stats on that there's no label on it, motor i was curious what
0: i think it's equivalent to an axu 4130 actually 4130
2: yeah maybe 500 kb
0: yeah uh, i used to know that but
2: i don't, I don't remember.
1: think it's that much i think it's less than 500
2: Okay, thank you. Anywho, I called Ben, apologized, told him I'm very sad, and, you know, mentioned to him that said, maybe we can maybe we can do a better version and actually make it a twin. And Ooh. he's all for it, you know, because he can laser cut all that stuff. And, I mean, oh, my God, I, I mentioned in the show, his, it, it was not until I had to disassemble it how well I, I appreciated his efforts to build that sucker. It, is, it was so nicely done. And, uh, I, I mean, I can't thank him enough because – again, look, I mean, yes, it was just pink foam when you guys saw it, but man, when you looked up close and all the details he put into building it, it was
1: amazing. I think it was a foam overcast. Yeah, pretty much.
2: So anyway, we're going to possibly get back together and make it a twin. Oh, nice. Yeah, so actually make it a P-38.
0: And the same size?
2: Yeah, same size, uh, same everything, just, uh, I mean, because the wing would be the same. You know, pretty much everything would be the same. We would just alter the, the nose so it's... All the way through, and then uh, create strengthened booms.
0: Okay.
2: So we'll see, and you know, that's where that stands. I I now put the large Skyhunter that you gave me years ago up up where the thunder and lightning was hanging from my garage.
1: You could put several planes where that thing was hanging.
2: (laughs) I will (laughs) just rubber band straps, velcros, whatever. But that's it. Other than that, i am still I'm still moving things around in my garage from the last you know several events and you know getting ready for other things around the house. So nothing nothing that I'm planning to build right now. The only thing that I might start working on is the Kyosho Spacewalker.
0: Oh yeah, that, you've had that for a little while.
2: Yeah, I got that from Richard Ng, and it's it's the original Kyosho Arf, so it was made for gas, so it's not the EP conversion, so there's going to have to be some modifications made to it. But it kind of reminds me of my build for the Sig Four Star Forty, you know. So I will, I will just hack away at it. I, and by the way, I'm doing this without instructions, <laughs> so I just have all the bag of the Arf pieces, and you know, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah,
0: I, I think you'll figure it
2: out. I think I'll figure it out. I <laughs> should be able to figure it out. That's okay. <laughs>
0: But speaking of Thunder and Lightning, the book I've been reading lately is Martin Caden's book about the P-38. Actually, I think he has a couple books about it, but this one is Forktailed Devil. Um, very interesting how, the, how that design came about and a lot of the setbacks they had in the beginning. Mm. The, did it talks did about, you finish the book? Uh, I'm about halfway through it right now, but I've read it before. <laughs> see, see I,
2: I have that book. Well, I've, never, I've never finished that book. No, I'm just gave, saying
0: I... Lee, I gave you a P38 book a while back, but I thought it was a different one by Martin Caden about the P38. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: No, I've got the Forktail Devil book, Okay. and I've never finished it. I keep taking it on campouts to like read it, like I'm in a hammock or something. But I always get taken away, and and some. And like when we went to Boston, I brought the book and I showed it to my wife. Said, "I'm bringing this book. I'm going to finish this book. We're going to go to the gardens, whatever, and sit down. I'm going to read it." And of course, yeah. we made other plans. Right. <laughs> so, you no, <know>, darn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's one of those. You have to be kind of into the nuts and bolts of airplanes to really get into it. Because it talks a lot about the specific differences between each model. And yeah. Just kind of all the technical. Yeah, I mean, it's fun stuff for me to read. But yeah, I don't think it's for
2: everybody. There's a lot of words in that book.
0: Yeah, it's, it's not a <laughs> That's it's
2: called a book. <laughs> There's no pictures or drawings. It's just all words. Right, yeah. But <laughs> it's
0: good because it, it talks about the bad stuff as well as the good oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it I mean, uh, was far from a perfect airplane.
1: Yeah, they had the elevator control reversal and dives for a while. Yeah, that, that was a big <laughs> Compression, one. Compression,
0: yeah. And another interesting thing I thought was uh, when they had the prototype built and the Air Corps was evaluating it, there was only one airplane built, and they liked it, so they did some sort of publicity stunt where they flew it cross-country to, to set a record, and the Air Corps pilot, he crashed it he crashed it and landing um on the east coast and it was his fault he just got it too slow and plowed it onto a, a golf course oh yeah and so killed the only example and this very promising design they had to start from scratch they had to build a new one and i forget what they said how far back it set production and all that but uh it, a year or more, a year and a half, something like that. Wow. So basically we started World War Two with X number of P38s at this design level, where if you look 18 months ahead of that, they were completely different. And there were so many more of them it, it would have helped a lot to have been at that stage at the beginning of the war. But anyway, we just lost about 50 people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but there are P38 lovers going, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, and, and I wanted to add one more thing to finish my workbench before we go to fits, And that's, uh, for fun, uh, you know, talking about picking up the garage and all this stuff, the events. I made a f- fun little video that I posted on our Facebook page and Instagram. By the way, if you're not a fan of either, please go check those out. Uh, Instagram is nice. We try to take as much photos as we can of things we're working on. But I, the one hanger rash I got was my Pawnee Brave. My night plane, and that was great. Flying at best, I, I'm sure glad I brought it. But darn it, that rudder ripped off. It's one of those, you know, it's molded into the foam. And foam tech saved the day. I did the little repair and uh, let it dry, and it works great. So one of the, probably the easiest repairs I've had to do. And <laughs> unlike when uh, the hangar rash we got back from small, like totally tore up my wing <laughs> on my electric cub. <laughs> Remember that, Fitz? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not blaming you. That was just, the, you know, we just didn't put stuff down or whatever. Yeah, but, we learned our so lesson. Probably the easiest hanger rash repair. So anyway, go check it out. It was fun.
0: Yeah, it's Here. a good video. And in 30 seconds, you show exactly how it needs to be done. And it's funny that some people, I was the same way at first, but a lot of people don't believe that that joint is strong, as strong as the original. But I have never had a foam tech repair fail.
1: Yeah, it's it's not intuitive that it would work. Cause you're like, that that can't work. That's just, no. But I guess it does, huh? It does,
0: yeah. And I've got the rudder on my Tower Hobbies P51, which is a pretty fast airplane on four cells. I've got it fixed with tech mm. and it's in good shape now. And that happened a couple of years ago. All right. Actually, on mine, the rudder was ripped off out of the box, so that it's always had that repair on it. And never any problems. So thank you, Lee.
2: You're welcome.
0: So, Fitz, I heard that you have some new toys that one of them you have not told us about, and we're keeping secret, and the other that we've talked about before. So tell us about the secret toy.
1: Secret toy? What secret toy?
0: You've been playing with RC trucks, or at least one.
1: Oh, oh yes. The the Traxxas? Yeah, that one. Okay, yes. I, I had an opportunity to... Uh, uh, play around with and review a traxxas what was it uh, uh it's a mercedes-benz amg six by six yes is it, is it just one motor one motor one okay. brushed motor 540 size brushed motor running six wheels Uh, interesting and it surprising enough it worked really well you would not know that this little motor was struggling at all or anything like that uh probably because it's geared to to all out of whack or not out of whack It's the wrong word (laughs) geared to infinity (laughs) right uh it's not it's not a racer you're not gonna win any races with this thing even though it does have two speeds it's kind of like a low it has adjustable on-the-fly gearing so you can have a low gear and a high gear but even the high gear, yeah. I've got like the,
0: the four wheeled version of that, the TRX 4. So uh, I assume yes. the mechanics are the same, other than an additional axle on yours.
1: Yeah, I think they're calling this one a TRX 6. So it's based on the, sense. somewhat, it's inspired okay. by the four chassis They just expanded it. Uh, really okay. neat design. The, it, when I was looking at this thing, it was just lots of little clever uh design features. And uh, it's got not only does it have on the fly gearing, but it's on the fly um differential locks, so yeah. you can lock. Was it the either just the front, or all of them, or it's just the rear and all of them? I can't remember what it was, but uh, mm-hmm. there's actually two selections for the differential lock, so you can select between uh, half the car or all of it, or or none. Uh, and
0: it makes a big difference.
1: It does, yeah. There's believe it both or not, handling and climbing. Yes, there's. I I did not know it, but there's actually an RC car rock climbing track near here. Oh, over, okay. I think that's Deer Park, if you're um, listening. Uh, right near to San Jacinto College in Deer Park. And I had no idea it was there. Somebody at the hobby store told me about it. And so we went over there uh, to film and to play around with it. And it's a really nice little park. Uh, apparently, they have events there every once in a while as well. But uh, uh, you're right. I went up to some rock, and it wouldn't climb over. It just kind of stuck there and kind of slipped. And then I went to the all-wheel drive differential lock. And it just... Just climbed over that thing like it was uh, uh, like it was nothing. Uh, it's real neat. It's got a whole bunch of lights on it. This apparently is a real vehicle that Mercedes Benz built for if uh, one of those. You know, if you have to ask how much it is, you can't afford it kind of thing. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, uh, for all when all six wheels are locked, thing is pretty much unstoppable. Right. Uh, so it was a yeah. lot of fun. What's
0: that? I remember when I got my tracks here, there was quite a bit of snow on the ground. And I was driving around in my backyard and snow that was above the axles. There was, it was funny because as it went forward, there was just kind of this bow wave of snow in front of it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it wouldn't stop, it just kept going. And actually, I had put uh, some snow chains on mine. I was able to make chains out of like oh, really? necklace links. Oh, uh, yeah, and yeah. That, that makes a difference too. So, not that you would need that in Houston, <laughs> Yeah, but.
1: snow. What is the snow you speak of?
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's just amazing how these crawlers can just keep going no matter what.
1: Yeah, this is my first crawler. I, I'm a complete newbie when it came to crawlers, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And and after playing with one, I can kind of see the allure of them. Uh, it's it's really challenging to try to make a good run. There's places on this track where you really had to think ahead. Uh, I likened it to kind of playing chess a little bit, where you're, you're like, can I do it this way do I have to go in an angle do I have to kind of test one spot and then back up and try another spot it was really uh strategery yeah strategery exactly a lot of strategy involved in, in driving over these obstacles and you, you really want to take your time and kind of get a feel for what the vehicle is capable of and there's a few times where I thought there's no way this thing's going to make it over this gap or this particular obstacle and after a couple of tries indeed it did you know it was pretty surprising there's a couple ah, times I cro- failed, I rolled it over, but you know.
0: Yeah. So are you using two cells or three?
1: This was, it could do two or three. Both. Right. Mainly I did to two cells. That was seemed to be just fine for whatever I was doing. Um, yeah. I did put in a three cell just to get a, a speed run. to compared to two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt for rock climbing that the three cell was unnecessary to two did just fine. It was yeah. like a two and, cell 7,000 million power or something like that. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Right.
0: And uh, same thing with the brush motor. I never felt like it needed more power or more speed with mine. The, the 550 brush motor was just fine.
1: Yeah, that's probably the most surprising thing is how, how well that, that motor did. I guess since it's geared down so much, uh, that, yeah, I didn't think a brushless was, would be totally unnecessary in that. Uh, yeah. It might get a little more runtime, maybe. But the thing, I never ran out the battery with the time I had it. Uh, right one charge lasted a long time. Yeah. Uh, So I
0: think a lot of crawlers use brush motors and I used to know the reason, but it's something about that. They operate better at low
1: RPMs. Uh, Right. Yeah. Um, They definitely will update at low RPMs, uh, especially sensorless ESCs tend to be jittery and not very, not easily uh, regulated. Sensor, Mm -hmm. Brushless will do a much better, but I think it's still maybe at really, really low RPMs, it may still be a bit jittery.
0: Yeah, and yeah. censored stuff is probably more expensive, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you, you can find it, yeah. you get the 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 sensors in the motor, and then you got a speed controller, and all the extra wires and electronics and stuff. So yeah, it's I think in in RC racing they'll see that a lot, but rock crawling is probably just not necessary for. You still get just because there's a lot of gearing. I don't know if about your TRX4. But this one actually had, I guess, two sets of gearing, maybe three. Oh, really? So you had the main transmission, and then you had whatever differential it's going through, and then each wheel had another further reduction. Oh, the portal axles. Yeah, right on the axles. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, mine has that.
1: And that was really, that was pretty clever.
0: Yeah, and it gets you more ground clearance, too.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, good point, yes. Because it offsets the axles down, so. Yep. Um so this was did very good the only thing is that the front bumper sometimes would get caught um in the front the plate so sometimes it there would be an obstacle they could easily climb over but it sort of would get caught because the the plate underneath the chassis would catch first so it um, had a minor ground clearance issue in the very front but i don't know if that's normal or not i thought that was uh so but anyways um it's definitely a very unique and very uh, eye-catching vehicle. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to keep it; I just had it on loan. Right. Uh, but it was it was a lot of fun to play with, and surprisingly maneuverable. I was driving around like on a on a loose gravel, and I think it was I could do burnouts and spinouts and stuff with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's just as well that you had to give it back because you don't need any more distractions from your RC adventures
1: no in fact that's a good segue into my next thing my next project i've been working on that's basically taking up all all of my free time and that's the mustache models dh2 de Havilland beaver uh this is a 90 90 inch 91 inch uh 20 cc big laser, airplane big airplane laser cut kit so this is a you get a box of wood and, and a whole bunch of little uh pieces and Vacuum fall parts and that kind of stuff, and says build airplane, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> make airplane. <laughs> right. um, now, now that said, the kit so far has actually been really, really well designed. I think this is their first and only kit so far, um, and I've actually been quite impressed with the engineering that, that went into it. Uh, that said, there are a lot of pieces, and this has been taking some time to put together. Uh, I and it's just. Well, those things, it's like, when you look at it, it's like, oh, it's just basically a glorified trainer, right? It's a high wing cabin plane, you know, you think it shouldn't take too long. But it's been more like building a scale P-51 than really? any type of, yeah. There's a lot of pieces uh and a lot of stuff that goes into it. It's got an interior, so there's seats, there's working doors. uh, So there's got a whole, there's several sheets of vacuum form parts, several sheets. Or not, they're not sheets. It's several uh, uh, fiberglass parts uh, in the kit, just the plane itself, and uh, it's just been—it's not a quick build. Not to yeah. not, not to disparage it. It's just you know you know, you know put some time into it to build it. That's uh, that's very nice. I've actually come pretty far with it. Uh, in fact, I'm going to hit I think a major milestone today after we finish recording. Uh, then I will try to start up the engine and see if it... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm that far along with it. So, what engine is it? This is RCGF 20cc rear exhaust. Okay, so it's a new engine, too. Yeah, brand new engine. Okay. Uh, it took some... a little bit of uh, modifications to get and although in. Although in the kit says it's designed for a rear engine like a DLA or that kind of stuff, so for the most part, it was designed to go in there, but... The way they did the muffler kind of gotten away a little bit of the control arm, so I had to do some engineering to get uh, all the rods and links and the fuel tank out of the way. Uh, Okay. uh, But it really looks like it's working so far. I was spending last night setting up the radio a little bit and the throws, so um, it looks like I have no more excuses and I can try to start her up. Still not completely done. I have to glue the doors, the glue the hinges for the doors in. The doors are off at the moment and mainly the library.
0: Hmm. Oh. So have you decided how to decorate it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've decided, I've ordered some stuff from, some symbols from Kelly Graphics, and uh, I've also utilized uh, a vinyl cutter that I have access to uh, to print out some letters. And uh, I have some striping material. So really, at this point, mainly I have been Focusing on doing the finishing touches, radios installed, and just adding the the, the library and the decals, and and I'll go from there. I have still got a few pieces. I got to go back to the hobby store. There's a few things I forgot to get. So, of course, uh, but of course, after today, I'm gonna have to. I won't be able to work on it until we get back. But then I have to be mm-hmm. in a rush to get it flying because then I'll have like a week to uh, do what I need to do with it. Uh, but i'm I'm pretty excited about it it's finally taking shape
0: uh, have you put the wings on it and made airplane noises yet
1: no not airplane noises but i have test fitted the wings on it before to make sure the tail's lined up and kind of get a look at it And it's a big plane it's a good size is it gonna fit in your car uh yeah it shouldn't be a problem it's okay. not that okay. big I put a eighty inch zero in there. The wings are kind of a narrow cord, so when it's it's it may be a ninety inch wingspan, but it's not bigger, not terribly big. So the and the wings are two pieces. Mm, okay. And the fuselage is not that long, so it's uh um uh yeah, so mainly so it's all covered. It's pretty much in the flyable shape now. Um yeah, if the engine's dark, I could pretty much just take it out and fly it right now, but it's oh, not cool. quite finished as far as some of the details.
0: Yeah. So how much covering did it require?
1: It took three rolls, uh, one color, and a partial roll of another color. So three and a third rolls, I guess you could say. Wow. Three and a half. Yeah. It, it,
0: any special server requirements?
1: No, not really. It's designed actually for either standard or mini servos. They give you minis, really? Yeah. Because I asked the guy, I said, mini servos? He goes, yeah, just if you want to save a little bit of weight, and you get some digital minis. Okay. But um, I ended up just using all standards. What I did is I used the high voltage, high techs for everything. Uh, since I'm using an ignition module, so I can run everything off of a two cell lithium pack. Oh, okay. Without any regulators or anything. Because the receiver I'm using can, it can go up to 30 volts. All the You're a high-tech guy, right? Yeah, I'm a high-tech guy. So i got a high-tech so you, receiver, yeah. high-tech servos. Uh, and,
0: yeah, the high-tech receivers will run high voltage if you set the
1: jumper. Uh, Yes. Well, okay. not, not even if you don't set the jumper. Oh, okay. The jumper is for telemetry, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay.
0: Well... I guess that's a topic for another show. Yeah, I, yeah, I have double check. It, yeah. But
1: anyways, yeah, the receivers are, are nonetheless rated for, I think, up to 30 volts. Uh, and the servos are rated for I think, up to 8 volts. And the ignition module is up to 14 volts. So we're good for everything. I figured The
0: two-cell a... LiPo is 8.4 volts,
1: Yeah, right? yeah. The servos are designed for that. Okay. Yeah. I specifically got and... them as they're HV servos.
0: So, I assume that also means they have pretty good torque for their size.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some digitals for the main surfaces and some non digitals for the throttle. and Oh, it's got a remote uh, choke. Okay. Uh, as well. I, I like that. I did that on the P47 I built for a friend of mine, and I thought it was like that. Just servo actuated choke, so there's no lever to pull or anything like that. Just flip a switch, choke it. Right. Flip a switch off. Cool. Uh, and flaps? It has flaps, yes. It's a really nice mm-hmm. flap. Offset hinged with a um, hidden control arm. Really nice.
0: All right. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. Any predictions for the first flight?
1: Uh, when it will be? It'll be shortly after we get back from AMA Expo.
0: Okay. And at the JSC field?
1: Yeah, a flight there. Um, the key is just to get everything photograph ready. Uh, before that so as soon as this photograph ready then i'll fly it
0: so it's got wheels not floats
1: yeah there's no floats oh, okay. they were advertising that there's an option for floats and there's actually mounts in the kit for floats there's they're there already on the on the fuselage uh mounting points uh, but they said the floats were not ready and it's a future thing that they're going to offer so if whenever floats come out it'll be ready to mount onto it okay
0: there's,
1: easy, cool. there's even some uh additional stabilizers I noticed on one of the laser cut sheets of plywood for, for the horizontal stabilizer. Oh, right. If you look at some of the versions that are on floats, they have additional uh, sub fins Uh for directional stability. Uh, But there was no mention of it in the manual. So I imagine it may be something with the floats. If you get the floats, I'll tell you to put those on or something. I'm not sure.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, this is cool. When's the last time you built a kit this big? Uh, never. <laughs> well, you've been building a lot of kits lately, so.
1: Yeah, nothing this big. I was thinking about that. The closest thing I ever had was a gentle lady I built many, many, many moons ago. But I think those are like 70 inch span?
0: 78. Yeah. But yeah, if you're only talking wingspan, that's not really a yeah. fair
1: comparison. But I don't recall ever building a balsa kit quite this big.
0: Okay. I know right. for me, it's always exciting when you open the box and then you get to a point somewhere into the build where you're like, okay, I'm ready to move on. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> there's a couple spots like that when you're like, you, you you spend a lot of time doing one thing, like, okay, ah, finally done with that. Oh, crap, I got to do it again for the other side. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, ah, are two wings and there's two of these. Oh.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely that way with covering. I'm always excited to get started first because that's a huge milestone. Yeah. Then after like one wing panel, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Ah.
2: Well, I know I've been silent, but Fitz, just be glad you're not glassing that whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, because I'd still be sanding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine how much work that would require. Well, Actually, I plan on doing that. I've got a a wing manufacturing B-25 uh, that's the frame is mostly built, but I'm going to glass the whole thing
2: and paint it. Really? Yeah. And I have a wing manufacturing P38. Well, there we go. Ooh. Maybe you and I... Have a sanding party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <a> sanding party. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Bring your own mask. Yeah. B Y O M.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got a respirator, so... I was You're gonna trying, need it. I was using that for something. I actually was using that when I was just sanding the thing. With all the balsa dust and stuff. I just put the respirator on because. Was... Speaking of which, did you see that photo of Joe Vermillion on all that balsa dust? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> did you see my response? I know. What was your? Uh, I um, I uploaded a picture of Han Solo and the carbonite. Yeah, the carbonite. I said, <laughs> add three drops of CA. To
2: I, I told him I guess he found his Halloween costume. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's good. I would have said light a match, but that's, I guess I'm a little. Oh, that's just cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, <I'm... laughs> Someone's anti balsa. <laughs> oh, hardly. <laughs> uh, all right. yeah,
2: well, I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll give me a holler so I can maybe try to video or, or photograph for you.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: you should be able to hang five or six cameras off this airplane. Do not disappoint me. <laughs> yeah,
2: did, did you, you should have asked him if he went ahead and pre-drilled quarter-inch holes for, uh, for, cam, for run cams. No, cause... I know the answer.
1: No, I like my planes.
2: <laughs> well, on, on a si- plane that size, you could easily cover those holes up.
1: <laughs> Hip a little panel or something. Yeah. All right, so I think uh, we better wrap things up. Have we got anything else we forgot to talk about?
2: We gotta start packing. What are you talking about? Yeah,
1: I gotta go packing. I gotta go, go see if this engine will start first. Then I'll start packing.
2: Gotta go clean some underwear. (laughs) Get my AMA shirt clean. Get my RC roundtable shirt clean. Uh, Yeah. Get that gray case ready. I'm I'm looking forward to our get little get together. I am too. We really haven't hyped it up, but hopefully, like, come Saturday night or something, we'll go hang out with some people, go have a fun dinner, and hopefully, a better dinner than the was it Red Lobster we went to last time. (laughs)
0: Uh, that was a lunch. That was our
2: three hour lunch. I know. Uh, oh, was yeah. Just, they were slow was, as molasses. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's not do that. It's a much better place. If, if, hey, by the way, if anybody's listening and you catch this show this week and you you see us, uh, give us some dinner uh, suggestions, food suggestions. Yeah,
1: there's some good stuff in the area, I would think. Yeah.
2: All right.
0: Yeah, I think there's actually food in the expo, too. So, we'll have to <laughs> no, 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 no. We want food. Uh, good food. food. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not Why?
2: 50, $50 for a hot dog food. <laughs>
0: No, you guys are crazy. There's nothing better than stadium food.
2: Okay, and that's <laughs> why there are three of us on the show. <laughs> so, all right,
0: let's get rid of this thing. Fitz, take us home.
1: All right. Well, speaking of bad food, I guess it's uh, we should cut this thing off. Go get some lunch ourselves. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. We hope to see some of you at the AMA Expo West. Have we mentioned that we're going to AMA Expo West? We're going to AMA Expo West. So uh, until next time, I think we'll try to do some recording there as well. And so if you're around, give us a holler. And we look forward to talking to everybody that we meet. Until next time, don't fly like Lee. (laughs) Don't build like Fitz. (laughs) And don't complain like Terry. (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, complain is that my legacy <laughs> don't eat
1: stadium food like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. eat fake cheese all right see ya see ya please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts where you will also find links to our itunes and social media sites thanks for listening